1: I am Tom Laurie, and I'll be your host today. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about business plans, something that you either love or hate. Our guest mentor is Jim Haran, the founder of One Page Business Plan. Over the last 19 years, his best selling books, software seminars, and consulting team of over 500 management consultants have helped tens of thousands of executives and business owners achieve significant breakthroughs in their businesses. In each case, the one-page business plan process and associated tools have been used to foster new levels of focus, clarity, discipline, accountability, and results. The one-page business plan workbook has been tailored to several audiences, including additions for the creative entrepreneur, nonprofit organizations, and for women, and we'll talk a little bit about those subtle differences during the show. We're going to explore how you can get the most out of this one-page business plan for your unique your unique application and learn more about Jim's experience in creating this program and what he's seen over the past uh, nearly 20 years, I believe, or more. Uh, let's get started. Welcome, Jim. Thanks for sharing your precious time and insights with us today. Let's get started with your background. I see that you started building and growing businesses at the age of 10. What was that all about?
2: Well, I grew up in a military family, Tom, and um, what I uh, what I observed as we moved uh, from place to place, I actually lived in 11 places uh, before the age of, of 18, but at the age of uh, 10, I was living here in Northern California, and I observed living on a military base uh, that lawns needed to be mowed. And so... I created my my first company was a uh, landscape maintenance company, and on a military base, uh, you know there were inspectors, and uh, if you didn't get your your keep your yard up and your lawn mowed, uh, you, you got demerits. It was a real problem, and so I just went door to door and asked people if they'd like me to mow their lawn each week. Subsequent businesses, I got into the. Uh, uh, really, the window cleaning uh, business, and I, I found as a teenager that it was always easy uh, to make make money uh, by just paying attention to what people didn't want to do and what they needed help with.
1: And uh, now that you're the guru of business plans, would this knowledge you have helped you back then when you were uh, a teenager?
2: <laughs> well, I I, I don't. I don't know because I'm sure it, it would have, but I've always been a spontaneous kind of, of, of guy. And as we, as we talk during this, this hour, I'll share some of the insights. But what I have always done is I've always paid attention to people. I'm interested in business, but I'm interested in, in people, and people have needs. And out of needs come businesses.
1: Now you are people person, but you really went to school and did finance and accounting
2: yeah, that was kind of to learn the me- the mechanics you know one of the things my observations of really just the last couple of years about having having moved so frequently is that when we would move to a new new location, I'd walk down to the uh, to the nearest playground and I'd walk up to folks the other kids there and say, "Hi, my name's." Jim, what's your name? I just moved in. And, and part of it is I have never been afraid to meet people. And uh, I, I just see so frequently with, with entrepreneurs, the uh, reluctance to reach out, say hello, uh, and, and go, go meet people. I learned that at a very easy age. It's very easy for me to meet, frankly, just about anybody.
1: Well, that's a gift.
2: Yes, I'm, I'm thankful I got it.
1: So, when you were young, what uh, what intrigued you? What inspired you? I know you went on to some large companies. You got into finance and accounting, but something was pulling you along.
2: Yeah, well, one of the, the probably the most interesting and significant places to live was uh, I lived in Hawaii for three years as a uh, as a young young teenager. And this was uh, the point in time in the 60s when when Jacques Cousteau um, was really popular. and I was going to become an oceanographer. That was my driving uh, vision until I got to junior college and had to take Zoology 1A. And I decided I didn't want to spend a life memorizing phylum and subphylum. And I just knew that I loved, uh, loved business, had created... Many of them, I had jobs uh, in in businesses. Business was was my thing. I really was not a very good uh, student in in college, but I'm actually quite proud of my 2.68 average. I really got a lot of good out of out of it. I was more interested in the businesses I was working in during college and afterwards.
1: And what led to the development of the one-page business plan?
2: Um. I happen to have been with an architectural client uh, in his fabulous office sitting on the side of Mount Tam looking down into San Francisco Bay. And one day he pointed to a, uh, a chart pad that had all sorts of X's and O's and architectural symbols. And he made an offhanded comment this is my one page plan. I had never heard those five words put together and they haunted me and i said a one page plan and i began to play with it and it's like well what would be on this one page and how would you construct it and that was really the beginning of the uh, beginning of the process
1: now you'd been with some large companies
2: as well yeah. right so you'd
1: yes. you'd learned the the business culture and what people did and you were certainly a numbers guy because you did finance and accounting
2: yeah absolutely and my observation, uh, you know, I worked with a, a major German pharma- pharmaceutical and a major um, a consumer products company. And the, frankly, the uh, the business plans were dog and pony shows for the board of directors. Uh, people put a lot of effort into them. But once the presentations were made uh, in, in December, those plans were... Uh, frequently history, they were, they were ignored. Fast forwarding, uh, <clears throat> 20 years uh, later, uh, actually got booted out of corporate America and a downsizing. I was unemployed for three years, the phone rang, it was, a, uh, it was a friend and he said, Jim, I've got a client I'm working with, they need some help with planning, uh, would you be willing to work with them? And that was really the beginning of my my consulting business. And it just evolved primarily around planning and there was some budgeting.
1: Well, let's hold on to that thought. We're going to be right back with the one-page business plan creator and guru, Jim Haran to discuss the fastest, easiest way to write a great business plan.
3: Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually, I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than one million fans, one million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. feelgreat.vip to learn more.
4: Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of balance six money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to balance six to nurture yourself and your relationships and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago, but I assure you my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz.
0: And now, Back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie with today's guest mentor, Jim Haran, who developed and has distributed the one-page business plan, which is used today by thousands of organizations. You were talking about your getting started and how you were in transition and uh, moved into the area of the one-page business plan. So you had this idea. So in getting a business started, that's that's always an art. So what are some of the challenges you faced? How did you get rolling? How did you get visibility? Uh, how did you gain traction?
2: So um, I happen to have been in an entrepreneurial support group. It's called the Bay Area Entrepreneurs Association. And after the um, the words were given to me, the one-page business plan, and I began to, to play with it and mock it up, I took it to my support group, which is something I recommend to everybody. We think our ideas, we think at times we have good ideas, maybe great ideas, but what we really need is feedback from others. So I brought the mock-up of the one-page business plan to this entrepreneur support group and I says what do you think I've got something really crazy and wild here and the essence of what they said Tom was Jim you've got something here and you've got to go do something with it and I said like what public speaking was the first thing it came came up and uh, I said, well, look, I don't do public speaking. And the group said, Jim, get over it. And they introduced me to you know, four or five places. And so I began to speak on the one-page plan. And as we all know, if you're doing speaking, you've got to get prepared for it. And so I began to, it helped the development of the one-page plan. Well, as soon as I began to speak to audiences, and primarily I was speaking to audiences of entrepreneurs and business owners, they began to ask me if I had a book. And I went back to the Entrepreneur Support Group and said, I'm being asked to write a write a book. What do I do? And they said, Jim, you need to write the book. I said, you don't understand. I got C's and D's in English. I, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. They told me about the Bay Area Independent Publishers Association, it's a good theme to my story. There are are associations and groups out there to help us with all aspects of our our business. Well, I learned about self-publishing, self-published the the book, and um, it didn't take very long. Corporate America showed up, and they said they wanted software. Went back to the group, I said, what do I do? They said, well, Jim, you need to explore the creation of software. I said, I don't know anything about software. Turns out I, one of my early clients was an early web software developer. We sat, brainstormed it, and we built it. And, uh, and I took, again, this concept of bringing the idea uh, for feedback as we were mocking up and designing the system. I took it to my management consulting friends, and I said, what do you think These are the features and so forth. They gave me feedback, and then the most amazing thing happened, Tom. They said, Jim, when you get this built, can we have it in our toolkit? And that was the beginning of uh, building a network, a national network of management consultants, business consultants that market, sell, and implement one-page plans. But if you can see from the story, People, I took my ideas to, to my friends and colleagues, they told me what to do with them. I think we all have that kind of advice and dialogue on a regular uh, basis, is the question is, are, are we listening and are we filtering it and are we then acting on the advice and counsel we're being given?
1: And for those people who are building a business, and let's say you do put a plan together, a one-page business plan, it really, And maybe you've got a PowerPoint uh, overview of the company. I've learned over the years, go out and find some friendly people, run it by them first because you'll get a lot of questions. And before you go uh, to those big audiences where the big money is or whatever it is, the really important ones, make sure you what you're essentially doing is you're going out and testing it, getting feedback, iterating, evolving it, learning. Uh, and then as you're working with people, I'm sure where you were 20 years ago versus what you've got today. And by the way, uh, the book, he uh, has got a number of books, and they're all available on Amazon. And we'll uh, post a link on the website so you can find the book, which has some, some of them have software uh, with them as well.
2: Yes, absolutely. They're available on Amazon. And each of the editions has got a, um, a, a toolkit with, uh, with templates and all sorts of additional planning tools.
1: Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. Our guest mentor today is Jim Horan, the creator of the award-winning and widely used one-page business plan. Well, I've been through the book, and it is very nicely laid out. And uh, let's get in a little bit into the uh, the planning process. And there is, uh, I from all the things that you've seen over, over, over the years, I know you have a very powerful insight on uh, planning. And uh, when people come to you and ask, or a plan what is that insight
2: well the insight is is what we've learned when when somebody says I need a business plan Tom it's code for I need help and that's what we teach our consultant uh, planning ed- advisors is to <clears throat> is to understand that the reason a an entrepreneur business owner executive nonprofit leader uh is willing to invest the the time, the money, and the frustration to get a business plan is that something is going on within their company or their organization. They need help. And what we've come to, to learn is the primary reason they will do this is because they need to change behavior. There's some form, there's one or more areas in the company that are dysfunctional. And we find out we've got questions that we we ask people that bring that dysfunctionality out um, uh, pretty pretty quickly, and we then have a have a talk about it because if you don't know why you're creating the the, the plan, you you'll probably create the wrong plan.
1: And as I recall, you've got was it uh, twenty questions
2: that you go through? Well. The, um, there are five questions, five questions. on a, a one-page plan. Um, and, right, uh, let me, I'm going to just
1: step back. I, I, let's go back to the brainstorming. Sure. Let's talk about the process really starts with some brainstorming, right? I yeah. mean, you've got a, a template, and we'll get into that, in yeah. five key areas. But a lot of this begins with uh, uh, you've got a problem-solving, brainstorming sequence that you – Take people through. Talk, let's talk. Let's talk about I, you. You're now coming to my company, and we've got this template. But how do we get started?
2: First question, I'd I'd ask you, Tom. You and your team is why? Why do you want a plan? Why do you want another plan, Tom? What did you get out of your last planning, uh, planning process? And and what we'll find out. Typically, people will say is look. We we need to be more more clear more disciplined and I say well okay that's 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 fine but tell me what's going on in your 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 company and frequently business owners and executives will talk about gee we're we're not in alignment um, you know we've got an employee engagement problem so what we're doing is we're we're fishing for what. What are the reasons? What's going on within a company that would cause an executive or a business owner to to wanna go through this this process? And, you know, when somebody says, look, uh, we've got an alignment problem, I said, well, what does that mean? What evidence do you have in your company that you've got an alignment problem? And invariably, the executive will say something to the effect of, People aren't working on the right things.
1: Well, we're going to come back in a minute and continue the discussion about the one-minute, one-page. I wish it were one-minute, but it's never that one-minute, but the one-page business plan with uh, uh, Jim Haran. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio.
6: dot com.
0: And now back to the mentors where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Hi, this is Tom Laurie. We're back with Jim Haran, who is the creator of the one page business plan. And we're discussing how you can love the business planning process. So Jim, we were talking about uh, setting up and, and the alignment issue uh, and as one of the problems. Now, you had also mentioned uh, the lack of engagement. I mean, alignment's one, engagement's another, and Gallup uh, continues to run uh, surveys every year, and it's, it appears that at the highest level right now, we're getting about 50, 30% engagement in most companies. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how this planning process engages the employee uh, to, inc- to hopefully improve productivity.
2: So it's it's a great question, and uh, and the alignment and employee engagement is a, a, a big a big problem. One of the big problems uh, is that in there's this thought out there, there's this myth um, that there should be one business plan for a company, there should be one vision for a company, and uh, we think that's hogwash. Uh, you create. Uh, we, in our process, we typically have the CEO, the leader, go first. They create their one-page plan first. They need to understand how difficult, how easy it is, how difficult it is. And uh, the thing is, everybody is watching the business leader. And, in fact, we have them create the draft first, and then we have them take it out to their, their leadership the leadership wants to know what the CEO is thinking, and then we facilitate a process where every single word and concept and idea in the plan is what I call cussed and discussed. And at the end of that, that process, then each of the direct reports goes and creates their one-page plan because they understand the plan for the entire company. Um, the, and, and then we cascade it down from, from there in companies where there is only where only the CEO or the business owner has the, the, the plan, it makes the assumption that the plan will be shared and understood. Frankly, until you see your direct reports one page plans, you don't really under you don't really know if they understand your plan until you see how they're going to execute their piece of your, your plan. So this we're constantly facilitating uh, dialogue. In fact, in many ways, it feels like we're we're teaching leaders and their teams how to talk to each other. And we use the business plan and the monthly business review as a way, as one of my consultants says, one-page plan starts a conversation that should never end.
1: And you made a comment that uh, a lot of leaders don't really uh, do the best job. I'm talking about people that you haven't worked with, do the best job in communicating with the people that they're working with.
2: Well, that's... communication's a big issue. It's a big, you know, it's a big issue, but it's kind of interesting. In the world of business, we're pretty sloppy and casual with our with our language. Vision and mission are used interchangeably. When I began to, to really study the, the process... Um, you know, it just depends on who, who you're reading as to what is, uh, how they divine vision or mission. And We started to go down the path a few minutes ago, there's five questions that we're asking on a one-page plan. The first one is, what are you building? Everybody's building something. We ask people that question, we'll very naturally get a vision statement. We ask, why are you in this business? Who does this business serve? we very naturally get a a mission statement. If I ask you, how will you build, how will you grow this company, what will make it successful over time? We'll get a set of strategies. If I ask, how will you measure success? We'll get a set of objectives. And then we'll ask, what are the key business building projects and programs? And we'll get a set of action plans. Those five questions, uh, are really what facilitated the problem. Uh, CEOs and leaders have is uh, they don't have clear definitions uh, for vision and mission, and uh, and so what gets communicated uh, is is too easily misunderstood.
1: This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. Our guest mentor is Jim Haran, the creator of the award-winning and widely used one-page business plan. So we talked about the um, the vision, the mission, the objectives, the strategy, and the planning. And I, and I grew up in a world where the planning part was tactical things. It's called tactics. Uh, it's how are you going to do it? And I think there's a lot of confusion, too, between strategy and tactics. I've seen people mix that up. Uh, and I, I agree with you in my experience, the difference between the mission and the vision, and everyone gets that messed up. So the way you approach this is you've got some very clear, uh, concise questions that are asked of this team, and, le- and it starts at the top, and then the people work down, and you're starting a dialogue. And you'd also noted that there's a number of types of exercises that you use along the way. One is the brainstorming. Another is doing the research, making sure you get evidence, uh, the focused uh, effort, uh, some summary, and then going back and getting uh, some feedback on what you've done. Does that kind of cover a lot of the key things?
2: Uh, ab- absolutely. And probably one of the things that um, I can quick quickly share here with uh, with today's audience is we have we start all planning processes with an assessment. And there's four very simple questions. First question is, Tom, what's working? What's working in your business? in your business unit, your division, your department, your project, your program, whatever it is that you're responsible for. What's working, what's not working, lessons learned, and then new ideas. And, uh, you know, we're doing this, we typically are asking executives to look back in the, over the last 12, 12 months. But, uh, in fact, we have uh, companies that are doing this on a quarterly basis, and I'm thinking back particularly to a sales organization that I did this with about five five years ago and I had 30 sales executives and after having done this exercise um, I said what any observations and one of the uh, the executives says I have I'm stunned with the simplicity of these questions he said I have never asked any of my uh, people on my team what works I'm embarrassed I don't know why I haven't done that I have purposely never asked anybody what's not working he said Jim we're in sales we have to keep uh, the attitude up and keep people pumped pumped up he says he says I'm stunned he says what I'm thinking about is far too many of my conversations have been superficial with my people as a result and I, I'm I'm aware of that now. I wanna move to having more substantial questions, conversations. I'm going to be asking these simple questions. What's working? What's not working? What are the lessons you've learned in the first five months of this year? What new ideas you have? Part of the employee engagement problem is we don't have people in leadership position asking real questions to the people that are working for them.
1: And those questions bring focus.
2: They bring focus. It also it just it starts the the, the dialogue. And so instead of the leader being a preacher and trying to continue hammer down their point is to ask and facilitate the conversation within within their organization.
1: The Socratic approach. Yes. Hold on to this and we're going to come right back with Jim Moran, creator of the One Page Business Plan. Uh, If you have any questions or feedback, call anytime at 844 810 8255. That's 844 810 Talk. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio.
7: Hey, professional business women. I know how busy your life is. To look your best, nails matter. The good news is, I can save you a lot of nasty, chemical smelling nail salon time. Just imagine a perfect manicure in just minutes at home even while watching tv no dry time no smudges no streaks and your new manicure will last up to 10 days often longer i'm talking about 100 percent real nail polish yes real nail polish including top and base coat all in one that can gently be stretched for a perfect custom fit gorgeous vibrant colors soft pastels gentle glitter or can't miss designs and nail art you have options for about $12 a set. You can even get some free. Choose your colors or designs, receive them in about three days. Done. Everything you need is included. Polish easily removes and does not damage nails. Check it out nails4me.com. Nails, the number four, M E.com. That's nails4me.com.
3: Hi, I'm the executive producer of the Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than one million fans, one million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. feelgreat.vip to learn more.
0: And now... Back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs
1: challenge your thinking about life and business. This is Tom Laurie with today's guest mentor, Jim Haran, who created the one-page business plan, which has been used by Oracle, Kaiser Permanente, Hyatt Regency, Morgan Stanley, and many others. We're delighted with the response the show has received. Make sure you go to our website if you've missed this show or any other show, which is mentorsradio.com. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any other shows in the future. So we've got this plan. How do we hold the focus? How do we maintain this? I mean, I I grew up in a company where you did a plan you put it in a drawer, uh, and uh, I'm also a believer now that you almost replan every quarter so it's kind of not that you change the plan. It's just that you update it every quarter and you're looking out one year. So it's kind of rolling. I found that's uh, very helpful and, and really keeps people focused. But how, there are other things you do that you recommend.
2: Well, um, so when we're talking to uh, to, to, to business leaders uh, about one-page plans and, and why it is that they, they're interested in them, um, we, we talk about – there's at least two, process, two parts of the process. One is finding the focus, which is relatively easy. We can take a team and in four to six weeks, have them have a set of one page plans that are that are aligned and, uh, and, and approved. But then what we do is before we start the engagement, we get the business leader to agree to have monthly business reviews where <clears throat> We'll actually take a look um, at at the reporting against the business plan. So in our our system, each and every objective has got a scorecard. So it's one thing to, to have the plan, but it's then to have the owner of each one of those plans come in on a monthly basis and put in the actual results that were, were achieved. Uh, and then they actually have to write, Tom, um, they have to explain – their performance, we'll give them a short little text box where they they explain if they're ahead of, ahead of plan, why? Is it sustainable if they're behind, why? Can you catch up, what are you going to do? So it facilitates the conversation. And then with the action plans, which are the business building projects and programs, you know, they ind- indicate whether it's ahead of, ahead of plan or behind, percent complete, and again, they write a short progress report about what's been accomplished in the last 30 days. It is the leader's job to facilitate this conversation uh, and to understand where their, their people are. You know, uh, we haven't talked about the word accountability. It's not my favorite word uh, because it has too much of a connotation of, of big brother too frequently, it's punitive. I think it's the leader's responsibility to help each one of the people that report to them achieve their goals, help mentor them to achieve the goals, use these monthly dialogue as a way to hold the focus, talk about what's working, what's not working, and in that dialogue each person has got a plan, will feel supported, empowered, and if they need additional resources, uh, so so be it. It comes, it comes out. But
1: the, but this scorecard is uh, in, in reading about the uh, process. You've got four buckets, right? You've got yes. the customer bucket, the process improvement bucket. Am I reading <coughs> that correctly? Oh. Uh, and yeah. the learning and growth bucket and then the financial bucket. So when we talk about this review, this – you're looking at the company holistically in a lot of different ways, and I'm assuming there are metrics in each of these areas and things that you're looking at.
2: So, correct. Let me just clarify one thing. When people, uh, when our clients are writing objectives and strategies, we use the balanced scorecard, which has got those four buckets, uh, four categories, financial, customer service, process improvement, learning, and growth, because we want to think, have them think about their business in a in a holistic way so they will have you know maybe three maybe four financial objectives one or two that are customer centric uh, process improvement learning of growth it again depends upon what part of the part of the the company but we're so many business plans are only have financial objectives we really need to have uh have the balanced scorecard total company approach and What we say about objectives, when you're writing an objective, it must be graphable. So, if somebody writes an objective that says, I want to improve the culture of my company, we say, okay, that's a great uh, objective. But what are you going to measure? What are you going to measure to actually know whether or not uh, you've improved culture? So, as we work and coach our clients through every objective, must have a metric because you must be able to chart. Give me an example of
1: if we were going to do something to measure culture so the audience knows uh, some idea of what we're measuring.
2: Well, I, I'm thinking of a particular client in the Philippines I was working with uh, three years ago in a uh, medical technology uh, company, and and he uh, um, he didn't have a good answer to, to that. And then he said, well, Jim... He says, "What if we counted the number of smiles, the number of employees that were smiling at the end of, of each month, or the percentage of employees?" And that may seem kind of uh, a, a bit a bit silly, but actually, he's been doing that now for for three years, and it's a reminder to him and the management team: if our employees aren't smiling, we've probably got a problem. And and they actually talk about that uh, every month Is to what is – what's the status of the, the company? How are employees feel? Are our employees smiling? Uh, and you wouldn't think uh, – No, I, counting I, get smiles. It, I get it. I,
1: I get it. I ran a division of a large corporation, and I can – and I didn't know how to measure it other than the fact when people came in, they would tell me I can feel electricity. Yeah. That people were happy. Yeah. And I think that's what you're getting at. And the question is, how can you uh, at least track that? And, and turnover, I would imagine, oh, would sure. be a number real quick yeah, that n- you can look at. number
2: of how quickly uh, do you feel, uh, fill vacancies? And um, so there's all the standard measures, but I offer up the SMILE one because it's really it's pretty, pretty unique. And in this particular case, it was uh, important.
1: I also like the fact that you're looking at process improvement. Uh, It's been my experience over the years that every area of a company should be focused upon how they can do things better Uh, There are certain people that kind of just take what they've gotten and never improves uh, But that's a great way to increase productivity and it's certainly uh, something that people enjoy participating in
2: Uh, Absolutely at every Every manager every team has got one or more processes. They're they're working on uh, responsible for and uh, it's again, very the, the key is asking the, the, the question, what are the processes you're responsible for and are they getting better or, uh, over time or going, getting worse? What is it you measure to know whether your processes are, are uh, improving?
1: So I imagine with this process, the scoreboard, the review, one of the key questions going forward is what are you saying no to? And I'm going to come back to that after the break. This is Tom Laurie. We'll continue this discussion with award-winning business plan guru Jim Horan, the author of the One Page Business Plan. Like us on Facebook at TheMentorsRadio.com. You will find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorsRadio.com. That's TheMentorsRadio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. Better life,
4: better business. Hi. I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of balance six money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to balance six, to nurture yourself and your relationships and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago, but I assure you my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz.
5: A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For Maguire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as Maguire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award-winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at OathBook.org. That's OathBook.org, OathBook.org.
6: Here at the Mentors Radio, we've been working hard to help you succeed in every way possible. That's why we're proud to let you know about our newest find, BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com links you to a credit processing company, Cornerstone Payment Systems that truly shares your ethical values and that can give you lower rates immediately. They don't just say it, they prove it to you. Their commitment to ethical behavior is rock solid. For example, unlike most other credit processing companies, something you may not have known before, Cornerstone refuses to process any porn-related business. They're not newbies either. The company we recommend has more than 50 years' experience and provides 24 7 in house support. See what they can do for you today. Go to BetterCreditDeal.com. That's BetterCreditDeal.com.
0: BetterCreditDeal.com. And now, back to the mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie, and we are with Jim Haran, who created the one page business plan and is well known for taking the fluff and BS out of business plans, making them simple for people to understand and follow. Jim, in the last segment, we were talking about saying no, and this is a big part of this process, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And it came. Became came very clear to me early on with these one-page plans is that you can't put everything that you're doing on a single, single page. And, uh, and, the, and the fact of the matter um, uh, is, <clears throat> it was interesting. I met one of the co-founders of, uh, of Twitter uh, down at Stanford a few years ago. And uh, he was intrigued with what I was was doing and vice versa. And I said, gee, I'm curious, when you created Twitter, how come you decided to allow people to be so verbose and have 140 characters? I mean, now they have 280. I said, we only allow people 90, you know? And he laughed and thought that it was, was hysterical. But part of is, uh, as we were, we were discussing off mic, is that um, – with having it being one, one page, uh, you've got to be clear, you've got to be concise. And one of the questions that, that we ask people uh, at the end of the, of the process is, <clears throat> is gee, does this plan represent your best thinking at this point in time? And what we're listening to is if, if somebody, some people say no, some people will hesitate. Even if they hesitate, we will stop and call them or inquire about the hesitancy. What, what is is missing here? What's not right? Do we? Yeah. Where's the agreement? About, uh, frankly, we're working with the with the individual. What aspect of this plan have you have you properly described? What you're building, i.e., your vision, why you're building it, your mission. Do you have the right set of Objectives and metrics. Do the strategies answer the question, how you're going to grow this business and what will make it successful over over time? And that's what we're we're looking for. With it being one page, I mean there is no room for fluff, filler, or or BS. And um, it is about keywords and, and short short phrases.
1: And there's a um, understanding uh, about writing. Right, the, the writing, th- I mean, the words are really important in this, it's not just the, num- I mean, the numbers flow from the words, right? Yeah. R- rather than the words dictate everything, or the numbers dictate
2: everything. Well, so as as you know, uh, in my first half of my career, I was a financial guy, accountant, controller, CFO. I thought the numbers were the most important thing. Uh, but when I began to work in the privately owned uh, sector, uh, business owners, what I, what I observed is that the business owners were frustrated because they hadn't been able to find the right words. What I come to realize is if you don't get the words right, you may never get the numbers right. We have to be able to describe what it is we're building, why we're building, and how we're going to, to build it. Or, we, Tom, we might build the wrong thing. Or the people on your team might be building the wrong thing. And probably one of the biggest usages of one-page plans is really to help business leaders be understood from the top to the bottom of their company.
1: So one of my uh, friends is Ram Sharan, who wrote the book uh, Execution with Larry Bossidy. And execution is a critical thing, as we know, but if you don't know where you're going, you can execute all day long. And what this process is all about is helping you set that direction. Real quickly, we only have a few seconds left, but all these people that you've met and dealt with over the years, who are those that have impressed you the most in terms of uh, finding uh, happiness in life?
2: There was a, um, <clears throat> uh, a toy maker that I worked with a number of, of years ago, and she uh, I knew her through my health club, and she said, Jim, I want you to come work with me and help me write a business plan. And she says, but I, I don't want the number one reason I want it is my company employs 80 Laotian families. If I mess up this business, I'll be okay. Uh, but if I mess it up, I'm going to negatively impact 80 families. All, the thing uh, I've most been touched with is the, uh, the owners of privately held businesses who are building businesses to take care of people. Uh,
1: Great. Well, thank you very much. We've been talking to Jim Haran, who created the One Page Business Plan. Thank you, Jim, for sharing your time with us. Remember, if you've tuned in late, you can listen to this and past shows by downloading podcasts by going to our website. TheMentorsRadio.com, and we will post a link on our website for Jim's books. When you are there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Thank you for listening. We will be back next weekend at this time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for those who struggle in the darkness.
0: It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.